Hello, everyone, and welcome to another great episode of the Joy of Financial Planning podcast. The topics of this podcast are a complement to the book, Joy of Financial Planning, available at all good bookstores, including Amazon.com. Joy of Financial Planning is about the belief that we can overcome the unique economic and life challenges we face as a generation. Which generation? Whichever one you're in. We believe we can do this by first getting our economic house in order. In fact, we have no other choice. We must grow our wealth, follow our passions, and live with compassion to find creative ways to achieve our own version of the American dream. In this episode and others in this series, uh, this is really just a transcription of our month's newsletter, in fact, our letter to stakeholders that I write for the wealth management clients of Jason Howell Company, and of course, our broader community network. Go to jasonhowell.com slash blog for additional insights, episode links, or just to contact us. I've got some episode links down in what I call the show notes or online resources below as well. In this episode, in this letter to stakeholders, I mentioned the best way to deal with market volatility, stock market volatility mostly, whether we truly are in a recession and why you shouldn't care, or at least why Jason Owl Company Wealth Advisory clients shouldn't care. Please send your feedback to jason at jasonhowell.com and give this episode a rating, especially on Apple Podcasts, if that's the kind of thing you do. For more about my unique brand of family wealth management, just go to jasonhowell.com. Thursday, August 4th, 8.36 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. True to form, stock market volatility gives and takes. July's gains in your portfolio nearly to the dollar erased June's losses. So congratulations. So far, August has also been positive, quote unquote, but expect the ups and downs, i.e. volatility, to continue. The short-term outlook of the global economy is hard for even the paid pundits to predict. So what drives stock market volatility? At least once every few months, I deliver a pro bono presentation on personal finance topics. Last month, I was asked to specifically deliver a talk on how to perform, quote unquote, advanced training in a volatile market. The irony is that being advanced at anything begins with a, well, a focus on the basics, i.e. the fundamentals. This is what great athletes like Michael Jordan and Tom Brady understood. In my talk, I too focused on the fundamentals that consistently drive short-term ups and downs, again, volatility of the stock market, though it doesn't drive my own trading behavior. I'm sure it doesn't drive yours either. Some of the things that drive volatility include the announcement of the federal funds rate, whether it's an increase or a decrease, gross domestic product readings, consumer and business sentiments, interpretations of the unemployment rate, and inflation expectations. Perhaps nothing makes stock market hearts skip beats more than corporate earnings reporting. At the end of each three-month cycle, which is, of course, a quarter, 
hundreds of public firms report how much they made in the past and how much they expect to make revenue-wise in the future. Analysts, people whose job it is to guess what those numbers are going to be, either upgrade or downgrade those companies' stocks based in part on these reports. If enough bellwether-type companies like the Walmarts and the Apples and the Microsofts, Home Depots and others, um, report bad earnings or profits, then those same analysts, followed by the media, who parrot pretty much what the analysts say, warn of recession. But over the past few weeks, the corporate earnings news has been better than expected. Combine this reality about corporate earnings with analysts' hopes that the Federal Reserve Board will begin cutting instead of raising rates, the federal funds rate, in 2023. And what do you have? The hard bounces up and down that we are seeing in your portfolio. In the short term, expect the volatility to continue. So are we in a recession? Last month and the month before then, we touched on what determines a recession. Like the great 1994 film, The Shawshank Redemption, there are some words that are just made up words, a politician's words. Recession is one of them. No matter what your favorite pundit or politician says, the arbiter of whether we are in a recession is the purview of the nonpartisan nonprofit network of over 1,700 academic economists called the National Bureau of Economic Research, the NBER. According to their own website, MBR, NBER goes as far back as 1920, and they were responsible for recruiting, and I, I think you might remember this name from a previous letter to stakeholder, Mr. Simon Kuznets. He was the Nobel Prize winning economist who authored the gross domestic product metric and the gross national product as well, GDP and GNP. But as I mentioned in June, which is when I first mentioned Mr. Simon Kuznets, uh, he himself admitted a long time ago that GDP is not a good measure for economic well-being. And if that's the case, it's possible that recession is not a word to get worked up about either. You hired us to oversee your assets, liabilities, income, expenses, and how all of those elements of your financial life work together. Your plan, not an economic or political catchphrase, will remain your focus and ours. If your plans change, contact us. And if a friend or relative is worried about the economy, have them talk to me directly. My email address, jason at jasonhowell.com. Now for this month's stakeholder spotlight. I know I should have some kind of ding or something. Maybe next time I'll do a ding. Let me read you this quote. Folklore says, if you fold 1,000 origami cranes, you get a wish. I have a big wish. I wish for world peace. So I find paper, I cut it into a square, I write a secret, secret wish on that paper, I fold it into an origami crane, I give it away. 
This is my simple yet powerful project. 1,000 cranes for peace. Who said that? A Miss Arlene Butler. This month's stakeholder spotlight shines brightly on Arlene Butler, psychotherapist, longtime client. Arlene is sharing her love of origami cranes with the Museum of the Shenandoah Valley from July 26th, which I know has already passed, but through October 9th. Here's a note from their website. For centuries, the origami crane has served the purpose of touching hearts, encouraging connections, and spreading hope. Used here, everyday objects such as folding paper, fans, mirrors, and blocks from a children's game highlight the shared foundations and experiences upon which common hopes and wishes for peace are built. Visitors are invited to explore and engage with the installation and become inspired to individual action for peace personally, locally, and globally. One of these weekends, uh, Doug and I plan to bring our families to see the exhibit. Why don't you join us? With that, I yield the balance of your day. I hope it is meaningful.